Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. Now, Colin, I gotta inform you on something, or I gotta request something of you. What is it? Or it's actually something I think we should do. Something we should, we need to do desperately. What's that? Well, let's get down to business and review Mulan. Should Disney remake these classics? Or should they just move on? This guy's on fire. These live action adaptations don't have the magic the originals do. One day they might make a movie that's not poo. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, baby. The pipes on this guy. This The pipes. Oh, the pipes. <laughs> okay, Elton. No need to call a plumber. These pipes are golden. <laughs> My pipes are clean. Well, I don't know that about sounds, that. That sounds dirty. <laughs> yeah. I got some I got some nasty pipes laying around. <laughs> Just ate Taco Bell. My pipes are not clean. Oh, my pipes are raunchy. <laughs> Kind of just spoiled how you feel about the movie. <laughs> do we even do this episode now? That was the episode. I thought it was great. Hit us yeah, up on social know, it media. Was, it was way more to the point than most of our, you know. We usually wait like two hours to tell you how we feel. Well, who's to say that that's exactly how I feel about Mulan? Yeah, I know. I know. Maybe it was just a good way to insert poo into a song that is beloved yet problematic. <laughs> I remember when I was younger... In my first band, I used to write some of the lyrics to the the songs, and we a lot of our songs were just for laughs, but yeah. almost all of them were me and my friend Chris just going on rhymezone.com and we're just like, okay, what what rhymes with panda? Oh, Amanda. <laughs> oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah. What affluent writers you guys must have been. Yeah, there, we had a song called Carnivorous Panda, and it was um. Carnivorous Panda will eat Amanda. And then it said, strap on your gun. Your sack weighs a ton. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so. Real highbrow stuff you guys were working on. Oh, yeah. The song that everybody liked, like when we actually weren't the worst ever. <laughs> the song that we, everyone liked, though, was a song called Samurai Big Arms. And uh, that was <laughs> cool. <laughs> That came, that came from my friend Chris, who also went to like school for art, but he was drawing like some samurai 
bullshit. And I was like, but the guy had like really brolic arms. And I was like, who the fuck is that? Samurai big arms. And then he was like, dude, it's a song. <laughs> He's like, we could make that a song. Oh man. That's how the best songs happen. <laughs> From shitty drawings. Exactly. With disproportionate body parts. <laughs> I realized that there's a lot of times where we joke and then afterwards my response to you is just exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or we joke and my response is that should be a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Which speaking of which at the time we recorded the last episode, this wasn't the truth, but at the time of us recording this one and by the time it came out, uh, the quantum fucker shirt is online. Yeah. We've gotten some purchases. Yeah, very pretty quick. Very appreciative. Yeah, I I'm gonna get the banner. That's gonna be the banner that's behind me on my my little recording corner. <laughs> gotta have to start putting up videos so that people can see the banner in all of its glory. We got a few messages about it too. They're just like, dude, this is fire. <laughs> and my brother just sent me in all capitals the quantum fucker when it came when it popped up on his story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I put it in my personal my personal Instagram, and. uh yeah, I got got a couple of messages. People were just like, "What the fuck is this?" And then other people were just like, "Nice, dude." <laughs> like, I'm into it. The people who asked what it was when you responded, what was their reaction? I I would just say it's the quantum fucker, and they'd be like, "Okay." People should know better than to, you know, ask me questions and expect serious answers. It's spelled. It says the quantum fucker on it. Well, I figured they just didn't read it, and that's why they were confused. They just saw the guy, and they were like, what is this? I'm like, it's a quantum fucker. And they're like, oh. Oh, now I know. Oh. <laughs> Avid listeners to the show, all of my followers. Mm-hmm. We should get more swamp. You know what? My uh, my Instagram is public, and so is yours. Yeah. And yeah, we don't, Anybody can add us. We don't talk about our, our private Instagrams, but they're actually not that private. And we made it kind of easy to find us because my handle is at Sky2Dudes and yours is at Colin2Dudes. Mm-hmm. See that? See that branding? See how that works? Yeah. We did that, though, because we're like, if anyone just wants to follow us, they can. Yeah. We weren't hiding, but at the same time, we weren't telling anybody. <laughs> but, like, I want to post more stuff about, like, movies on my personal page because I like talking about movies with people. Mm-hmm. And I know not everybody who follows me listens to the show. So uh, sometimes I like uh, pulling from them. But it would be cool for uh, if you Swampies ever just want to see what I'm up to, which is honestly not much. <laughs> you posted something on your Facebook today that was that was move-related, and I responded to that. That's true. I responded to you. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, Should thanks I for checking. Check right now? That was like four hours ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, that was like an hour and a half ago. If that. Let me see, though. Let I me just see. gave you a letter. Know. You just gave me a letter? Oh, so you told me to respond. So basically what it was was Sky posted on his Facebook, um, name a movie that starts with the letter Y, and then his was Young Frankenstein. So yep. I posted, you were never really here. And then you responded to me, Q, you can handle the challenge. Oh, shit. Yeah. Homeboy's calling me out. Yeah, I figured I figured if anybody can do it, it's you. Hmm. Q. Do you want for Q? 
Um, do I have one for Queen Q? and Slim? Oh, okay, Queen and Slim. That's a good choice. That's a oh, good yeah. choice. Twenty nineteen flick. Uh, I don't have one for Q. It was <laughs> it wasn't mine to do. It was yours. The whole thing was just like you know you you get a letter. The letter I was given because I saw it on a friend's page uh, was oh. Y. His was W. So I sent him while we're young. Mm-hmm. The Noah Baumbach film. And mm-hmm. uh and then he gave me why. So then I reposted with my why movie and then I asked my my friends and then uh I gave everybody letters and then uh, nobody's reposted it. Which is fine. <laughs> I, I'm just, I hate them uh, all. <laughs> yeah, I'm just having a good time watching people try to come up with why movies. I almost posted yesterday, but I was like, I can think of a better one than that. Yeah. I don't care about yesterday. I'm always looking forward to the future, bro. I came up with three because there was yesterday and then yes, man. And then you oh. over here. Yeah. Oh, I pretty much only came up with young Frankenstein. Yeah, but that's a good one. Like that's actually like a actual good one. Yeah. Well, I wanted to pick a movie that I genuinely liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone posted you got mail. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. It was my buddy, Chris. He listens mm-hmm. to the show too. What up, Chris? What up? <laughs> what up, bro? <laughs> I don't know, Chris. Uh, you'll meet him one day, but probably not because you live in Florida now. You salty dog. <laughs> you you salty dog, you. <laughs> uh, speaking of salty dogs, I think I definitely have. Have you not been this. washing your wiener? <laughs> well, that too, but. <laughs> I've definitely mentioned him on the podcast before. That guy that I used to work with that like would like shit all over the walls and like eat uh, really bad and stuff. That cool <laughs> guy. Of, yeah, one of my uh, co coworkers or ex coworkers, he texted me a picture like two days ago of the same guy. Like he like snapped a picture over his shoulder. Apparently, for for lunch, he was just eating no bun, just hot dogs, just weenies. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. Hey, man, you got to cut the carbs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cut out, cut out the carbs. He's on, he's on that keto. Were they raw oh, hot dogs? Me. He said like a fucking plate of hot dogs. <laughs> there was one There was one day my, my friend who worked there also, he, he was like, oh, shit, I had this fucking burger last night. And then he was like, you know, you shouldn't be eating those. They're bad for you. And he was like, a burger? <laughs> and, he, and he explained to him why a burger is bad for him. And it like... It like blew his mind. <laughs> Unraveled his reality. Oh, fuck. <laughs> a burger? <laughs> See, I know they're bad for me. I just eat them anyways. Occasionally. Yeah, Occasionally. Mm-hmm. I've been doing better with my diet. Nice. Figured yeah, if I'm on... Slim. Yeah, I'm queen and slim. No, I'm queen. You're slim. Mm... Yas queen. <laughs> <laughs> You're Daniel Kalua. You're Daniel Bailey's. If we're if we're just naming Daniel <laughs> plus liquor. <laughs> I'm Daniel Rumchata. <laughs> oh, Rumchata's some pretty good stuff. Man, when I lived in Syracuse, we had a bar and uh we had like every liquor behind it. It was sweet. I mean just I never really did it. I didn't do it enough, but we, I could just make Make whatever. Something I bought that I was really excited to try and actually ended up tasting like shit was um, Captain Morgan makes a orange creamsicle rum. Uh, I don't like the sound of that. I was excited because I love orange creamsicle. I tried it. It's terrible. 
I believe it. It was like really bad. <laughs> I don't like most flavored liquors. Um, I've actually been getting into like honey bourbon lately. Mm. Really, really like that. It's a good summertime drink. Mm-hmm. I guess if you if you're an alcoholic. <laughs> Have you had Pink Whitney yet? No. Say what, what is that? So Pink Whitney actually New Amsterdam Vodka produces it, but it started from a podcast. Oh. Yeah, this this hockey podcast that I don't really listen to, but they would always talk about how they've made their own drink called a Pink Whitney. Basically, it's a pink lemonade flavored vodka. Hmm. And then New Amsterdam Vodka actually like picked it up and they were just like, "Hey, like we'll brand your podcast on the bottle if we can produce it." So, New Amsterdam makes it. It's a pink lemonade vodka, but it's Damn, actually we need really to get good. our own vodka. Yeah, we do. We need to start talking about how we're going to make a make a drink. The, like the, the fucking the uh the, the dirty dude. <laughs> oh yeah. It tastes it tastes like the popcorn in in like the uh it's, it tastes after like movie the theater popcorn. The What's that? <laughs> tastes like the popcorn after the penis has been in the bucket. That's exactly where I was. Could you tell us what I was going for? <laughs> no, but I but That's I was actually great minds think alike. <laughs> Well, because we're on a video call. Did you see me like hand gesturing the bucket over my dick? Like, no, I didn't. But... Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It tastes like the popcorn with the penis in the bucket. Okay. We should it's play like the popcorn sometime. that was directly touching the dick in the bucket. <laughs> so it's got like a little bit of an extra saltiness, yeah. but also kind of a funk. <laughs> like a dick funk. Like, like, a, like a musk. It's got that. It's got that real penisy musk. <laughs> I taste salt, artificial butter, and a penisy musk. <laughs> oh, oh God, no! Oh no! This is great talk for the for our Disney episode. Yeah, I hope we get a lot. We're gonna get a lot of a lot of young listeners checking in on this one. Hey, Whoops. this one they made it PG thirteen. And this is what they get for that. Whoa. You know? Stop the presses. This movie was PG-13? Yeah, it was the most PG, PG-13 movie of all time. Man. There was a bunch of time. We'll have to get to it, man. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to we'll it. Get we'll to get, it. get to it. I had to sing. I had to sing in the beginning of this one. It's basically an, a Disney tradition for our reviews. Mm-hmm. We got we to gotta see everything coming out. This was one we were waiting for. And uh, we're going to get to talking about it. I don't really know what we're doing this episode, honestly. Well, trailers, they, they're at a they're at an all-time low. That's not true. We actually have trailers, but we're going to save them. We're going to save them because we can eventually get some sort of tie. We'll have a tie next episode. So you there's oh, that. Man, I got to wear a tie now. <laughs> it's a very I formal affair. Yeah, I don't know if I remember how to tie a tie. <laughs> oh man, I wore a tie on my first day to NNS, and I have a tie clip on. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, the guys there thought that tie clips were a, uh, a a Green Day thing. So for like my first week, they called me Green Day. That's a very weird link. Yeah, I know. To put on a a tie clip, tie clip, mm, Green Day. <laughs> you know the tie clip band. <laughs> That's very, very odd. Yeah, I, I didn't really get it, but I was like, I guess there's worse things I could be called. 
Yeah. Like 21st century breakdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, look at this American idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, hey, Colin, why the long face? You've been walking on like a boulevard of broken dreams. They would call me Dookie, but that's actually that guy who eats the hot dogs. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Dookie. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, or he could man. be a or he could be a total Nimrod. I like that album a lot. That album's great. Uh, it's yeah. kinda underrated. That's my first Green Day album, is Nimrod. Oh really? Mine was mm-hmm. Dookie, but mm-hmm. yeah, Nimrod Nimrod followed. And then um I feel like that album itself gets like has like a shadow cast on it just by um, time of your life, time of your life. Like that's what everybody remembers off of that album. And then that, that kind of just like made people just like glanced over the rest of the songs, but like that album slaps. Yeah. I really like the first, like like the first, like three or four tracks are all really good on it. Yeah. I think like the grouch is the second or third track on it. I think that's my favorite song on the album. Yeah. That's a good one. But, uh, yeah, there aren't a, there aren't a ton of trailers out, or at least they're not some that will will relate to this episode. So we're gonna play we're gonna play a little game. Haven't done, mm-hmm. done this in a little while. We played this game maybe like a month ago. So it's come back. Maybe it's gonna be regular. I don't know. It puts me through some pain. Oh yeah. So, so I don't know. Well, the reason being is that we're playing the decom game. I think I'm gonna call it. Hmm. Yeah, you gotta have a good name for it. Oh, decom. <laughs> no, it's horrible. <laughs> decom on. Decom on. Okay, decom on. I, I can see where that's going. So, what Disney classic original movie, right? Yeah, or Disney Channel original movie. Disney Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense than what I said. <laughs> so, decom on. Okay. Yeah, I think that's acceptable for now. Okay, yeah. Swampies hit us up and give us a better name than D. Come on. <laughs> D. Come on. Come, come on, D. <laughs> come on, D. <laughs> oh, I've had a dime for every time I heard that. Yeah, I um, I watched another DCOM. Now, the last time we played this, I I just asked you. I was like, what do you think the name... What do you think this movie is about? And I told you the name of the movie. We're gonna do it a little bit different this time, cause I I went all out. Oh, you know what? That's that's what your boy does. He he doesn't skimp on the goods. You know what I'm saying? For show. <laughs> so what we're gonna do? I'll tell you the name of the movie, but also I made a supercut of the movie. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna play you the audio to this movie, and then you gotta guess what it's about. Okay. All right. All right. And I will tell you one other thing. This isn't real, this isn't a spoiler or anything, but you ever see the movie The Little Giants? Oh yeah. You know the kid who plays Spike? Is Spike the nerd? Spike is the the jacked kid who joins their team but then gets put on the other team at the end, like towards the end. Uh, he's basically okay. like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's one of the bad guys. He's a tough guy. <laughs> yeah, he's the tough kid. Uh, right. He he is your main antagonist of this movie. I think this was actually a couple years after Little Giants, um, but the movie that I watched is called Brink. 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 Now don't don't guess yet. All right. I'm gonna play you. I'm gonna play you this clip. It's like ten sound clips. It's a minute and twenty seconds long. Good luck. <laughs> 
I don't think you're gonna get any of it. Yo, what's up, fam? <laughs> you lose. And man, it's like open season on your butts. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? You just let Val slime all over you. It's just not normal, that's all. Ralph, please. No one should be that happy all the time. As big as you want. Well, I want real big. Right now, you got that. <laughs> it's just not normal, that's all. Nobody's that unhappy all the time. What's in the bag? Nanya. Nanya? Nanya, baby. Music. You got dissed, you ate beef. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard it too. I heard the guy was a big guy. Big guy, like like Korean, I think. Wait, no, no, no. He was Native American. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> you ever get that Matthews arrest? I don't know. Do I? Look, if you don't like it here, why don't you go back to Mexico? Oh, God. <laughs> Come on, let's... Um, oh, no. Split for the pad. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> was that fart actually in the movie? No, I added that for comedic effect. <laughs> okay, good. I'll play. I'll play the last clip one more time. Come on, let's um, split for the pad. <laughs> let's split for the pad. <laughs> what does that mean? They were like, going back to the homes. House. Yeah, no, they were in the garage. They were about to go into the house. So they're about split to split for the pad. For the pad. <laughs> Well, I love that. <clears throat> that music. Yeah, there's some good some good bites in there. That music uh, under the Nanya business. <laughs> oh, that's that's I made that clip a little bit longer just so you can hear the twang. Nanya. Nanya business. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they really <laughs> hammered it in there. Holy shit. Okay. Frank, yeah. now this—it's not cheating, but I have a little bit of knowledge about Ooh, this. Okay, very little, but it's a rollerblading movie. Am I correct? Yeah, you're correct. Okay, so that's definitely the movie that I'm thinking of. That's all I know. Rollerblading, Disney Channel '90s. I'm gonna say it centers on this small town. Okay. Predominantly white. Not wrong. And, and then there's a there's a new kid in town. He's a big big time rollerblader. And then he gets there and he finds out there's like a cool little scene here. But like he's from like a more open minded part of the country and now he's in this like small town and he's like trying to fit in. But then like he starts running with the cool kids, but then he finds out, oh, these cool kids are, like, fucking racist because I definitely heard them say, go back to Mexico. And yeah, then they did. And he starts defending the, uh, the minority kids in town, and then they're all just like, get out of here. And then he's like, I'll challenge you to a, a rollerblading thing, and if <laughs> I win, you got to leave these kids alone. And they're like, you're on puke. Because everybody used to call each other like puke back then. 
And then he wins. He basically saves the honor of the town. And then the lesson learned is that uh, bigotry and discrimination is bad. And then they all do an air high five. And it freeze frames on that. Well, there is a freeze frame at the end. Um, Yeah, that's easy. I knew that. That would be a lot better of a plot than what we got. The overt or not so racism mm-hmm. just not part of the plot it's just in there oh it's just something they did for fun it's just a yeah it's just it's just a little knee slapper they threw in there they, so. they were just like i know it has nothing to do with the story and it doesn't further anything but like obviously everybody should be racist right yeah that's ex- that is yeah yeah that's mickey was loving this one i think what is he said, like, I think he was Korean. No, Native American. Yeah, he was a big guy. I think he was Korean. No, Native American. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the movie is about. It's about Andy Brink Brinker. Wait, and what? his name is Brink Brinker. His name is Andy Brinker, but the people just call him Brink, including his dad. <laughs> okay and uh but because there's like one part where the wife is basically just like go talk to your son he's like you want me to talk to brink <laughs> she's dead but, uh, but basically he's like uh he's like one of the best skaters in the town and he's got his own crew that they call the soul skaters and uh <laughs> yeah and then right. there's another team of skaters who are sponsored called the X blades. Yeah. And of course, uh, yeah, uh, obviously. And basically the dad got laid off at like the fucking, like the, the mill or some shit. And, and the mom's the mom is in real estate, but she's terrible apparently because she can't sell a house. And the father makes her feel bad about it. Cause there's one part where he's like, she's like, it was a good day today. And he's like, did you sell a house? And she's like, oh, no. And then he's like, well, our problems are solved. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> and, but uh, but basically, the kid's are really good at skating, and then they, they don't like the X-Blades because they're bullies. And then right. money's tough at the house. The yep. X-Blades get an injury, and then he's like, hey, I need to be part of the sponsored team because money's tough at the house, and my parents are having trouble making ends meet. So he joins X-Blades behind his friend's back. And then rather than explaining to his friends when they find out, he just lets them be angry at him for um, about 45 minutes of the runtime. And then in, in order to make it up to them, he spends four months worth of his salary on new rollerblades for them. <laughs> oh, my God. Instead of helping his family? Yeah. So his heart's in the right place. <laughs> Priorities. And then a girl gets uh, almost killed because the bully puts uh, rocks on the road and she rollerblades over it. And it's actually no, like no joke for for real. I kind of wanted to show you this. It's actually like a 15 minute slow mo clip of her rolling on gravel, getting scraped up. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and um, but then she gets better. Like I, she's in like a sling. I think she broke her arm, but bones heal really quick now. So she's like better like a week later. I think the doctor literally told her, like, just stay off of it until 
until the big skate tournament this weekend. (laughs) So the doctor knows about it. Yeah. That is important. He really likes the, the X Games. And yeah. um, so, yeah, then he goes back to, to the, the Soul Skaters. They changed their name to Team Pup and Suds because... What? Uh, yeah, because he worked also at the same time at a um, like a vet place where they, like, groom dogs. And then okay. he just made T-shirts with his own money and then said that they were sponsored because that's how sponsorships work. Um, and... <laughs> And then they they win the big they win the big tournament, and then it freeze frames on them holding a trophy. Awesome. So, based on those clips, it would it, yeah I. Th- there's there's a good amount of racism, but um, it's just there for fun. Yeah, <laughs> perfect thing to talk about for the Mulan review. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of those Disney Channel movies problematic for so many reasons besides the fact that they're bad and the writing's bad and the acting's bad and the stories make no sense but yeah the the casual racism that existed in Disney in the 90s and you know for a long time before and probably after it's uh it's got to be interesting to watch that stuff now in 2020 yeah, well i was watching it cuz i watched this like a month ago and we were me and my brothers were watching it, and every like five minutes, we were like, "Whoa!" <laughs> we're like, what did he just say? Um, I have the timestamps written out because I actually listened to the movie a second time while I was working, and just wrote down the timestamps. But within the first, <laughs> within the first twenty five minutes, I had six of those timestamps. Oh my god. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, this movie's this movie's gold. So, and then uh, I think I I think I may have told you this story when Disney Plus first came out. We we saw John at a Devils game, mm-hmm. and then Ryan was like, like, oh yeah, we got Disney Plus. We watched all these old like like uh, DComs on there. And then he was like, he's like, what'd you watch? And then Ryan was like, oh, I watched Brink. And then John was like, Nunya, Nunya business. <laughs> <laughs> He quoted it without even watching it recently. He just knew it. <laughs> just stands out. Yeah. See, for for me, I never watched Disney Channel movies growing me up. Uh, do you think it was we were just a little bit ahead of when that started? I think so. Yeah. I think we were because I was more of like a Cartoon Network Nickelodeon person. I was never really into yeah. Disney. So I feel like Disney Channel didn't really. Um, get going until we were already like a little too old. Like my sister's three years younger than me. I feel like she saw more stuff on there, but like more like the teen, like the, uh, the tween driven stuff. Yeah. Do you, yeah, uh, I, I missed the boat on all those. Yeah. Same. I've watched more. D, I've watched more decoms in my thirties than I did when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. That makes all the sense in the world. Uh, before we wrap it up, because I did this last time, you want me to read the uh, the first audience review on here? Oh, yeah, do it. Half a star. <laughs> Go back to Brinktown, you booty bustle fruit Frankie. Oh, by the way, your girlfriend is Uggos. That's the review? Yeah, that's the review. That's not Cody more B. dialogue from the movie? No, no, that's that's a review that Cody B wrote. 
Well, it sounds like Cody B was trying out for a part in that movie that's already made. My actual favorite review, though, is one star. This movie needs to skate better. (laughs) (laughs) Only issue with the movie, the skating, and it's not great. (laughs) Yeah. That's the most important part, I would say. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Cody B, go back to Brinktown, you booty bustle fruit Frankie. Oh, by the way, your girlfriend is Uggos. Booty Bustle Frankfurt. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't even know how that would how that would pan out. It would just have to be the words. Unless you have an image in your mind of what that would look like. If we thought that uh the quantum fucker was something that not a lot of people would have gotten if they didn't listen to the episode, then that's gonna be even like a smaller group of people. Yeah. <laughs> For fans of one guy's uh, audience review on the movie Brink. Exactly. Go back to Brink time, you booty bustle fruity Frankie. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, it's got a 76% Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa, by the audience? There's no no critics. No critics put themselves through this, except us. Oh, why not? (laughs) See, that 76 is built solely on nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I uh I saw that there's this is just uh we're talking about bad Disney stuff. Apparently there is a <laughs> there is a decom with uh twin sisters. They play basketball. The name of the movie is Double Teamed. <laughs> wow, you know what? I think I've seen a few of those. <laughs> You've seen the sequels. <laughs> I've seen they might be spinoffs or something. They're like usually like short films. Like yeah. You know, 10 to 20, 30 minutes long. Yeah. You know, depending on all how many players they have. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah, I don't usually finish them. I usually just, like, catch, like, little clips, basically. Yeah. And then I'll just, like, oh, well, I'm done watching this. And then, you know, I go towel off and then carry on my day. <laughs> Sounds like me every single time I watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you got to towel off. And <laughs> yeah, have to towel off after Helm's Deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You ready to get into the main event? Yeah, boy. We can do that. I'm going to try really hard not to keep singing. Or sing again, I should say. Well, you probably should because there's none in this movie until the credits. <laughs> yeah, and I know we don't normally start with the credits, but I do want to say one thing quick about those fucking credits. Not only, because this is this is no spoiler. They they don't have the music from the movie, the original movie, in the remake. That was something that was noted like well into like its early production. They were gonna do that, but then you have the credits where you have an opportunity to play the hits from the original movie. Maybe a new adaptation of it, new singers, something. I don't know. Instead, they put some whole new song in it. And I was like, why? Why would you do that? This is this is the chance to play Reflections. See, here's the thing. And people are probably going to be like, and people are probably going to give me flack for this. I was never a big fan of the original Mulan. I definitely respect the movie for what it is. And I recognize that it's a, it is a really good movie. I just never saw it really as a kid I, I saw much later so I don't have that mm. attachment to it or the music I'm pretty sure reflection and loyal is it loyal brave true 
I think those are those both play, but they're like new versions of them. I think those play in the tr- in the credits because I watched the whole credits. Oh, I didn't watch the whole credits. I wasn't sticking around for it. The first song that they play is a is a new song. Well, I think it's I think it's a Christina Aguilera. I'm pretty sure did new versions of the songs. So that's where okay. they appease well, people. Yeah, I knew she did. I knew she did a new thing of reflection. I don't think that other song is from. That's not from the original, or at least it's not in the movie. In the original okay. movie, it might have been like the song that plays in the credits or something. I don't know, but that was unrecognizable to me. And me, my feelings on Mulan, the original. I think for me, the soundtrack is better than the movie. I like the movie, but I love the soundtrack. Like Reflection and uh, I'll Make a Man Out of You. Those songs mm-hmm. fucking slap. It's funny just because you were singing the songs earlier. I know the songs. Couldn't sing them with you, though. Like, that's like, I haven't seen it enough. And like I said, I, I enjoy it, but I don't know. It doesn't have the, it just didn't stay with me the way, like I've said a bunch of other times. The movies for me when I was a kid, Beauty and the Beast was huge. Lion King was huge. Aladdin was huge. Like those are probably the big yeah. three for me when I was a kid. Well, Mulan is a little bit uh, later in in this run. Like I wouldn't consider, maybe now it would be considered like a quote Disney classic. Uh, but Mulan was, the original one was released and we were already, you know, at a, at an age where we might have started to kind of transition away from Disney movies and gravitate towards not like more like mature things because we were still pretty young. Like, um, what year was this I was, movie? I think it was 98. We were we were nine when this came out. Yeah, nine, when you're a nine-year-old nine boy, like you want to see like action and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I was like really into video games and like Pokemon at that time. <laughs> yeah, me too. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I still like it. And there are a few things in this movie that are not in it that were in the original that are a huge bummer for me. But uh, before we get into all that, the director on this movie is uh, Nikki Caro. She did the Zookeeper's Wife, uh, McFarlane USA, um, and Whale Rider. I I looked this up just because I was curious. She has a pretty, like, I would say smaller body of work, but all of her movies are like certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Like she hasn't done a rotten hmm. movie yet. So hmm. good for her. Yeah. Cause I was, I was just, I was just curious cause we, you know, we've seen Tim Burton do one of these now and right. uh, John Favreau and stuff like that. So I was just curious who they had doing this movie. Um, the writers though, Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver are both writers on this. They're usually a team. The last couple things that they wrote were the original Jurassic world. Oof. And then Actually, the first Planet of the Apes movie, which I've said I think is the weakest out of them. Yeah. But um, that's not a bad movie by any. I don't. I don't like Jurassic World very much. But yeah, um, those are the their two movies or yeah, two biggest movies that they've written on. Uh, the okay. cast you have, and I'm gonna butcher pronunciation. I I apologize for that. But uh, Yifei Liu she plays Mulan. Donnie Yen plays Commander Tung. Mm-hmm. Li Zhang is I don't even remember what that villain's name was. The one with the eagle. Because that's a new character. Yeah. Jet Li's in this. He plays the Emperor. And Jason Scott Lee uh, is in this movie as well. Which is cool that he was in it. Because he's actually in one of my favorite kind of like di- modern Disney movies. He's a, he's a voice in Lilo and Stitch. Oh, cool. Yeah. But yeah, man. I, I, we did a trailer park on this. I think we had our feelings about this. This is our fourth live action Disney movie that we've done on this show. And yeah. if you listen to any of the other episodes, you probably know how we feel about them already. But in case you're listening, just real quick, 
I'm not a fan of them. I'm pretty sure you're not a fan of them. They're called classics for a reason. Don't touch them. If a kid wants to watch something, just show your kid the original. Like there hasn't been a movie yet that is live action. That's better than the source material. And I wouldn't, I would say that almost all of them, except for the jungle book, haven't even been close. Right. The trailer came out for this. And I think we were both kind of just like, why are they doing this again? Oh, because money. Oh yeah. But I, I did give them props for the fact that it did look like they were trying to do something much different than any of the other movies. I think maybe Dumbo is possibly the furthest they've strayed from the original plot of something. Maybe maybe like Maleficent or something. That doesn't really count. But this, you know, they're like, we're taking out the music. Like, we're making this more of like an action drama. Like, this is going to be like a samurai film type thing. And I was kind of like, I I respect that. Like, you're you're definitely doing something out of the box, especially like PG 13 for Disney. Like that's, that's definitely out of the box. So yeah, I will definitely give them props for that when it comes to that. So I, I went into this movie kind of annoyed because they're charging people an ass load of money to watch this thing on top of your Disney plus subscription. But I did go in with an open mind being like, okay, hopefully they can give me something, something new. I don't know how good the results are, but we'll get to that. But I don't know. How are you feeling going into this? See, for me, when we did the trailer park, I had similar feelings, but I think I was more looking forward to it. I, I just felt like from that original trailer, I'm like, you know what? This looks like kind of cool. Like they're doing something something interesting. Like it looked kind of gritty, like the war stuff that they were showing. It, you know, mm-hmm. gritty for a Disney movie, obviously. And I was like, this this has potential to be pretty decent. And... I had the same feeling about Aladdin or I was like, oh, I think Aladdin could be good. I think that would be a really cool one to adapt on onto like a live action movie if, if done right. And I was wrong, as I'm often wrong with these movies. I try to give them a chance. And I did that with this movie and uh, I started it up. And the first thing I noticed when I looked at it, I was like, this thing is two fucking hours. Padding that runtime. That already made me nervous because then I was just like, well, that means they're they're stretching the story, which obviously I guess you have to do. But then with, considering all the elements that I knew they were going to be taking out before I even started the movie, just based on the news about it uh, during its production, I was like, if they've removed uh, Mushu, the cricket, and like the more like mystical things from it, then... Wouldn't that mean they they would have to substitute that with something and then tag on like an additional like whatever it is half an hour to forty minutes and then it yeah. made me re- very nervous because I was like they're probably gonna fill that with some dumb shit because <laughs> that's what we saw that's what we saw they did with Dumbo and that's what they did they even did that in Aladdin and I'm like what did you need to change Aladdin for like they gave it to you on a fucking silver platter like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I went into it trying to have high hopes. Uh, I actually started watching this last night. I watched the first like 10 minutes and then I fell asleep just because I was tired. And then I watched the rest of it today. And uh, yeah, it was an interesting day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say it just because it was going to come out eventually. Yeah. I really wasn't the biggest fan of this. And there are positives. I'll get to it. But you said you fell asleep. It definitely annoys me how much they're charging people to watch something that's this boring. (laughs) 
Yeah. It's like after you, you take into consideration your subscription, it's like 40 bucks mm-hmm. to watch this thing. And I, it's a drag to watch. <laughs> it, it went way long for me. Like I was, I kept looking down, but uh, yeah, they padded it, man. You said they, you know, they added other stuff. We'll get into what all of the added stuff is, but they, they really stretched the runtime on this thing. And without a lot of the side characters that really like, I feel like the side characters in the animated film are a lot of the heart of the movie, especially, you know, um, Mushu is like kind of, he's like the colorful comic relief portion of the movie. And they kind of, uh, you know, they took him out. They added something in that we'll talk about in a bit, but Basically, all the comic relief comes from a human character named Cricket that I guess is supposed to be an homage to Cricket, but <sighs> um, but like the jokes aren't funny. Like, there's almost like no humor to the movie. There's like no like soul to the movie. Like that's that's the kind of the way that I feel about a lot of these movies is they've taken all the emotion out of every movie. Like the Lion King when when uh. Mufasa died in the you know the remake. I I felt nothing, and yeah. uh, you know the Beast and Beauty and the Beast could not emote emotion the way the animated one could. Like I I just I felt like this whole the whole movie was was drawn out without any of the like soul that the animated one had. It was a chore for me to watch. Honestly, it was it, yeah. it went on very long. Yeah, it did, and I agree. And I don't, I don't think it's just because the originals hold such like a, a dear place in people's hearts. I think it's just, I don't know what it is for every single one of these. I, I feel like, I feel like a lot of this movie has to fall on the head of the director because the, the some of the choices that are made, not only in you know, what goes in, what comes out, like, how do we tell this story? Um, what kind of emotion are we drawing from our characters? Because the answer is basically none. Like, everybody's just real, like, cardboard cutout. Yeah. And uh, I feel like even Mulan as a character is so dry and hollow. You cannot connect with anybody in this movie. Nobody on screen has any heart. And, like, they try to jam some in there in the last, like, five minutes, and it's like, not working for me but um, yeah it's uh this is definitely a challenging watch the choices that they make the changes that they make also i want to talk about the editing on this movie and uh how i think that it's poop (laughs) let me just say one thing real quick before you get into editing and it'll just be quick like that the actual note that i took down in terms of the characters and the uh, performances, mm-hmm. the word I used was wooden. Like, yeah, everyone's very one note and everyone is very like, cause I think they tried to make this more of like a ma- totally more mature movie, but it, everyone's mm. very like stern in it and kind of just like says their dialogue as if they're like commands. And yeah, everyone just feels super, they're all they're all just like what like I said I don't think there's any like soul to the movie it's just all wooden very one dimensional 
I don't well, like it. And and there's people Dude. in this movie that like are really good actors. So I was just kind of like, what is this? That's why, yeah, I it might be direction. You want the perfect thing to highlight all of that, and it falls on the director. It falls on shitty dialogue, bad writing, uh, and just how how hollow this whole movie is. It happens at the end, and I guess spoiler for a movie that's you know taking it, this is from this is from the original, but not the dialogue. So the emperor, after she saves, you know, saves his life, which again is from the original. It's not a big deal. Um, he's like, you should join my uh, my private guard, and she's just like, I have respectfully declined because my family, and then, like, it's very clear like what that message is there. She's like, I have to go make amends with my family because I left in the cover of night, and um, I want to honor my family. I made a vow to be honest and loyal and stuff like that. So it's like, cool, message received. But then immediately after, the emperor goes, family, family is like a good value to have. <laughs> it's like honoring your family is a, is a great value. And he like shouts it for the whole kingdom. And it's just basically, he just repeats the message. Like in case you dumb idiot at home watching didn't understand the message of that moment that... <laughs> Honoring your family is is a good thing. He, that's basically what he does. Being kind to your father is good. And everyone's like, yes, I agree. Hear, hear. But even though <laughs> nobody nobody reacts to it, like he just like announces it loudly, the thing <laughs> that she just said, basically. I want to hear what you have to say about the editing, though, because that was not something that I, I had uh, a note on. Unless, Dude. Okay. The... The quick cuts. There's so many like, so many scenes that don't need it. Like they're not even action scenes or anything. But there's just like, a lot of cuts. Like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of cuts. Like it, just in like conversational scenes. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like the camera doesn't sit in any one position for more than two and a half seconds. I can see that. Yeah. Minus the slow mo. The slow mo when like a horse is running towards camera. That's different. But. Yeah. Like, especially early on, like, when she's at her home village, like, watching it is just so choppy. And uh, it's kind of, it kind of, like, distracted the shit out of me. Also, I didn't know that, like, all of a sudden, this is more of a story thing, but it does kind of play into the camera work. But, like, all of a sudden, Mulan is, like, naturally a gifted, like, gymnast warrior which I don't remember that being a part. That's not a part of the original. Well, she was just, she just had to learn how to do it. But in this one, she's fucking. That's a change they made that I think we should, we should save for spoilers. Yeah, I guess so. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that at the end. Cause there's a point I want to make about that, but I think it's a little bit of a spoiler kind of. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess in the sense of like why she is like that is a spoiler. So I'll save that. But, yeah, I just didn't realize that this movie was actually going to be Crouching Tiger, Hidden Gina. <laughs> oh, no. You get it? I got it. I don't know if I like that joke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the action sequences, yeah, there is a lot of, like, wire work and stuff like that. I I didn't hate it in theory. Like, I thought that almost, like, paying homage to something like Crouching Tiger or something like that was was kind of a, a cool touch. Like, and... Um, you know, in terms of like old like kung fu movies, like 
Donnie Yen is in Ip Man, which is like a mm-hmm. you know, cool um, kung fu movie and stuff like that. So I was just kind of like, okay, I can get behind that. Like that's like a that's a cool choice. But um, sometimes the CGI is fine. Sometimes the CGI is unforgivable. PlayStation Two. <laughs> yeah, it's un- <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> so yeah. bad. Oh, I and, noticed. Uh, a lot. You know, sometimes it's character animation where obviously they couldn't get the actor to do that stunt or whatever. Like really early on in the movie, you know what you're in for because there's a scene in the beginning with Mulan as a child and she's like on this roof and stuff, and there's some laughable CGI right out the gate, and mm-hmm. and then um, you know, even just like stuff that is uh, like your environment you can see where the green screen starts. Like the, the sound stage and the green screen are so like, there's no cohesion between them and the background no. looks so crappy. None at all. Like blatantly obvious and wildly distracting for me. Yeah. Like I said, there's, there's actually some stuff in there that I was like, cause right out of the gate, they show you this is going to be, this is going to be a rough go with the CGI. So I was I was paying attention the entire movie to it. And there's some parts where I was like, all right, cool. Like it's not distracting. That looks really good. The final fight scene of the movie actually has some really good stuff to offer in it. But yeah, there's a lot of rough, rough moments with that. I don't think I would have minded the wire work and all that because it would have been kind of like an homage to other stuff. But when it looks as bad as it does in some scenes, that's when I took exception to it. I really hated the camera work in this. Um, I think I think it did a bad job of covering up its weaknesses, like the weaknesses mm-hmm. in the CGI, the weaknesses in like the fight choreography and stuff like that. Sometimes there's some cool things, but for the most part, it's kind of run of the mill. Um, I didn't see them really innovating or doing anything super interesting. And then I feel like with the way it cuts and with the the shot composition that they chose for like these certain moments, I think it just exaggerated what they were doing poorly as opposed to covering up what what were some weaknesses for them. And mm-hmm. like I was watching this and to the point of like the CGI and like the way certain things play out, it feels like a Netflix original movie and not like a highly anticipated one, but just like one of the random bullshit ones that I watched last year where it's like it just feels really cheap, like a sci-fi like TV movie. And this is coming from Disney. That's that's what I was thinking when I was watching it because on right off the bat it's Disney. It has money behind it. You know, it's didn't look up how much this cost to make, but Disney has money coming out of their ass. So, I don't know why the CGI was bad to begin with, but also they've been holding on to this movie for like 5 months because of the pandemic. Like if there was anything that they thought could be fixed up in post, you you would have thought they would have done it. <laughs> like Right? You so, had the time. Yeah. No, it was really strange. Really strange. One thing I want to say that I I do think is actually a big pro to the movie. Something that's really strong is in particular the production design in terms of like the buildings, the costumes. Yeah. All of that I think looks great. And you know, I'm not a fan of the CGI. I'm not a fan of the cinematography, but there are some really like beautiful scenes to look at. The village that she lives in in the beginning, all of that looked great. 
Yeah. Kind of like the the camp where they're training. I thought that all looked very like authentic and stuff like that. So that was that was actually something that I was like, all right, cool. Like great job on on that. I liked a lot of the the armor and stuff that different people had. That's some that's some good work they did there. Yeah. I didn't want to only shit on the movie there, there are things and like i said off the top i give them big props for doing something much different than all the other ones you know the results aren't there i'm obviously not a huge fan of this film but they did something much different and they made it pg-13 so like i don't i don't know if like a little little kid could watch this well that was something i was thinking as i was watching this whole movie is i feel like the tone is all over the place and i kept thinking who is this movie for who is their demographic? What audience are they looking for for this? Because at some points, like especially when it comes to the comedy, it's so juvenile and stupid. I'm like, the only person who could laugh at that is like a seven or eight year old. But then I'm watching other parts and I'm like, this isn't for like a kid. Like what, who are they trying to get with this movie? Yeah, I thought that they were trying to mainly market to the people who love the original but at the same time, the things that they changed, I think people who are fans of the original will hate. Like, yeah. no music, they're going to be pissed. Taking out some of the favorite characters from the original, they're going to be pissed. So, yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. I wasn't I wasn't sure who who this was for, really. Like, it was, they made a lot of weird decisions, for sure. Yeah. Again, I feel like a lot of that's going to fall on the director and, and the writers. I think... Uh, we can get into like some like spoilers. There aren't really a ton of spoilers in this, but we can get to that in just a moment. I have like one or two things that are smaller that I just want to say. One thing I kind of brushed on a, a little bit. I mentioned that there really isn't like a ton of emotion to the movie. Yeah. And I was thinking back at the original movie and kind of like what are big character defining moments in that movie. And then I mm-hmm. was thinking about them in terms of this film and they kind of just gloss over a lot of the the huge moments yep. in the original. I have a note relating to this. I know exactly what you mean, and my note wouldn't seem like it's talking about this, but it basically is. I wrote, shit just happens. <laughs> yeah, well, like, that's exactly... There, the, the one scene that no I have epitomies. in mind... Oh, yeah. I, I was going to say, though, the one scene that I had in mind is almost a non-scene in this. Like, it's a big deal in the animated movie when she, you know, like, cuts her hair and, like, decides, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off and, you know, with the music and everything like that. Mm-hmm. In this, she she just picks up the armor and then it cuts to the next morning. <laughs> yeah. And, like, there's no, there's no, like, character defining, like, I'm going to do this. She actually doesn't even cut her hair in this movie. No. Those are moments that are, that are moments that, get you attached to the character they 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 build that character for you and when she climbs the she's the only one who can climb the pole to get the uh to get the arrow out from the top mm-hmm. like that's a big moment in the movie dude even the matchmaker scene like everything just happens so f- it's so weird because like the movie feels feels really long you feel the runtime. There's a lot of added nonsense to it, but then the stuff from the original, they just blast through like that scene, basically the whole beginning of the movie, like she, they don't spend any time building her family dynamic, kind of letting you get to know her. She has like no dialogue in the, in the early uh, minutes of the movie. 
And then, like, by minute 20, she's already has the armor and is off to the races, and there's still an hour and 40 minutes left. Like, I feel like they could have taken some time in the beginning, developed these characters, make you see better her relationship with her father. Like, there's no there's no emotional tie to anything, and it's because they just were like, well, fuck everything from the original. We're going to focus on what we want to do, and they just blasted through. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, it's bad, man. It's bad. <laughs> the the last thing that I that I just wanted to mention, it's two things that kind of go hand in hand a little bit, but um we'll go into specifics on the villains themselves. <laughs> v- villains is pluralized here because there's two. That's mm-hmm. a that's a new thing. Uh, neither of them have a motivation. <laughs> so villains are really weak on this. And then also like just in terms of I guess your your the menace in the movie or like, you know, the threat there's there's no stakes to this movie. Like like I said, it's the most PG PG thirteen movie ever. Yeah, <laughs> and for real. I sent I sent you a clip today of like, um, there's a part where the the emperor uh-huh. is he's yeah he's in distress. There's there's uh, people chasing him. So they're shooting arrows, and like a frat boy in a gym, he fucking towel whips them and kills them. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I was, I lost it. I sent you a video of me because I was losing yeah. my mind. But yeah, like there's, you know, the movie's PG-13 and there are people getting like impaled with arrows and stuff like that. But I never felt ever like a character that was of any importance was in danger. I guess we'll kick off spoilers here. Yeah. But there is no danger because literally not a single character dies in this film. Like even 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 a throwaway character. They couldn't they didn't put anything like that in the movie. Like if you're going for a more mature movie and you want to like really focus on like this is an action drama, like give us a feeling of danger, like actually make the PG-13 rating worth it a little bit and it's just so so annoying. Even if they wanted to Disney it up and just like severely injure somebody but not kill them and take them out of commission for the last battle, and at the end, like they come to and it's like, yeah. oh my God, he woke up. Like, that's great, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, they celebrate and whatnot. And that way it's not death in a Disney movie, but like just add some stakes. This is a fucking war. You're, it's a war movie, essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's no consequences of anything. I was going to say, like, there's death in the PG ones. Like, Mufasa dies. Gaston dies. They have death in the PG ones. I don't know why when you're trying to make this this way. The main bad guy, or the two bad guys, they do die. Yeah, they do. Actually, okay, so we'll we'll get there because this is spoiler territory. Yeah. They're... But but in terms of our protagonists being in danger, there's never a worry. Yeah. Man, this... So many things with what I want to talk about tie together, but I think a lot of them just are the changes they've made. Like that's like mm. the big thing. They made a lot of changes to this, and then all these are spoilers. I don't even know where to start, man. Is there one in particular that you want to talk about? Because I feel like there's, there's a like one. Three. There's one big one that will split into a bunch of different things. Okay, I say let's just start here because I have I have a few different notes that'll that'll branch off, but. They added a witch. Yeah. So yeah, they did. One of the new villains is this witch lady 
who I guess her tie to the original is that she can like turn into a falcon and like there's a falcon in the original who's like the leader of the Huns pet basically. So I'm like, mm-hmm. is she supposed to be the fucking Falcon from the first movie? And there's probably a million different problems that come with that character. So like we can start just picking through them. Uh, I think the biggest one for me is that she's a new character to the movie, which means that that's a change to the original. And in the pre-production stuff, they already said like, we're taking out Mushu, we're taking out the cricket. And then upon watching it, they don't do any of the stuff about like her family's ancestors and like, you know, those spirits that are with her and stuff. And so their decision was we're going to take out the mystical elements that are in the original because we want a more serious movie. But then they create a brand new mystical element. Like, how does that make any fucking sense? If you can have a witch that can turn into a falcon, why couldn't we have had a dragon that was sent by her ancestors to kind of guide her on her journey. Like, well, how is so like they, they had, she, Oh my God, there's a character. They added a Phoenix. Like, yeah, I was going to say that this movie's hooked on Phoenix. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. It's like every other scene, but basically like in place of Mushu minus like the, you know, the, the comedy, they added this CGI Phoenix that looks terrible. Oh, horrible. It's, it's, it's essentially a compass because every time she needs to go somewhere, it's just like it flies in the direction that she needs to go to. It's it like in a like, video game when you've been lost for too long that it finally <laughs> gives you a hint how to con- like which direction to go to continue the uh, the quest. Yeah. But even like me, I was just like, you can add a Phoenix, which is a you know mythological creature. You couldn't have done a dragon to just appease the fans? Not even to appease the fans, but just to be more on point with the source material. Like, it's not just a fan service thing. It's the fact that, like, what was the purpose of taking out this character if you're, when you're going do to... do other stuff. Yeah, yeah if you're, you're just going to create a new, a new animal that represents the same idea from the movie with, with the phoenix which has a magical element to it already. And you're going to add a brand new character who can just turn into a Falcon. She's like, she's, she has magic powers, which could be the next thing that we talk about. But why, why, why would you get rid of a beloved character and then do the, do the exact thing that was the, your reasoning for taking him out? Like, it makes no sense in the world. Like you could have had the cricket then too. The cricket doesn't even talk. It's just a fucking cricket. Like just lucky cricket. And that's the thing too. Is like they didn't really put any effort into the whole the whole matchmaking thing. Like I feel like that's a big character thing with like her family trying to prep her and like you know all like the good luck charms and like doing all of this stuff and like really showcasing how she's not poised and how she's not you know really ready for that life. And she, dude, this. The shit that this movie was just like, we're taking it out because we got to have more of this witch lady. Like, why? What the fuck were they thinking? This is the stupidest shit I've ever fucking seen. Just <laughs> give us Mushu. So There's no yeah. humor in this movie. It needed something. It needed character. And that's a char- that character, like, like you said, is like the heart of the movie. Or at least like, you know, it's the it's like the comedy. It's the, the relief of the movie. Like, and they try it with these nonsense characters. And, and, even if 
they were worried because like the way Eddie Murphy played it or whatever. And I think there's some jokes in the original. They're kind of problematic and you wanted to make sure that this movie was cast entirely with actors of Asian descent. There are plenty of Asian comedians who could have played this and played it. Mm -hmm. Well, you could have had like, um, like Ken Jeong play it. Mm -hmm. And he would have been great. Like you could have like had him tone it down. Like look at how well uh, Robin Williams and um, Gilbert Godfrey did when Aladdin came out all those years ago. These are comedians who were like more raunchy, but they were able to tone down the raunchiness, but still not lose their their like comedic value in those roles. Like you could have had him do that because I know his work is a little bit more edgy than Disney's image. Although I haven't seen his his show, the doctor, Dr. Jong or whatever. I think that's yeah. a little bit more like PG uh, sitcom, but I'm sure he would have been great as a Mushu role. Like you could have stuck to the, the progressive casting and kept this character without there being any like problems. And like, you can control the type of jokes. You don't have to do the same jokes. Like if there was anything that was in the movie originally that, might be seen as offensive or um, just concerning. You have total control over changing those lines, like make the jokes more appropriate, figure out who your fucking target audience is, and and just go for that or, or let the guy fucking do his work because he's funny. Like, And there's other funny Asian actors that you could have just put in that place instead of having this horrible CGI fucking uh, phoenix. And then going against your reasoning by adding all these magical elements anyways. Yeah. Like we couldn't have had the ancestors like anything when we got a, we got a fucking witch <laughs> and essentially the force. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of just because of how much I was disliking it. Like the cringiest thing in suicide squad is the enchantress. Oh and yeah. It, it reminded me so much of that. But yeah, I, again, I thought the same thing. As soon as the lady transformed, I was like, Oh, animorphs are good, but dragons—that's that's insane. Yeah, that's that's not realistic. We can't have it in our in our remake of Mulan. Yeah, and then another thing, like I don't have a ton more that I want to say. You hit both of them. I wanted to talk about the phoenix. I wanted to talk about the hawk villain. Um, actually, one more thing about the hawk villain, though. She's written very strangely. Oh yeah, her motivation and her. Her character arc, especially the end, I was like, "Why? Like, what? The this goes back to shit just happens in this movie, like willy nilly." Yeah. There's a, uh, I won't like say exactly what it is, but there's kind of like, it comes too late in the movie for for anybody to really care. But there, there's a message that they're trying to put in there, which I think is a good message, but it just happens so randomly that, again, I had the same reaction. I was like. Why? Okay, I I guess, um, because again, this is a big spoiler, but the witch villain sacrifices herself for Mulan after trying to kill her the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, it makes no sense. Like, there's a point where the witch villain finds Mulan after the army is just like, "You're out of here, lady." You lied to us. We only like men in our in our military. And then she's off. And then the witch is just like, 
see they don't accept you we should ru- we should rule this em- empire like we'll we'll take the thing and we'll we'll take it from these men it'll be you and me together girl and she's just like no i fight for the honor of my emperor and my kingdom blah 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 and the the witch lady's like all right bye and she just deuces and then and that's a whole other thing too talking about how just shit just happens like the military kicks her out they're just like you're a girl you lied to us dishonor on your family get out of here and then she wanders for a bit. Like, dude, five minutes go by in movie time, and she's back at the army, and she's leading them. <laughs> it's, like, so fast. They're like, get out of here. We don't want you. She's like, I'm going to talk to this witch lady and be like, no, I'm not even going to consider your options. Like, I'm not even going to have any sort of, like, a um, turmoil in my character where I, like, actually think about and consider what you're saying and have to wrestle with this idea that, like, Maybe she's right, or how do I go about handling this and, like, having to seek some sort of answers within herself? Nope, she's just like, nah, bitch, I know what the fuck I'm about. And she goes and finds the military, tells them everything the witch lady just told her in confidence. It's just like, you all need to listen to me. And everyone's like, I know we just kicked you out of the army five minutes ago, but can you be our leader now? (laughs) And she's just like, yeah, brah. so fucking stupid and, oh but and you're you know you're you're hamming it up right now and saying it but it's exactly the way it happens yeah shit just happens in this movie like yeah <laughs> and like so so yes what you said the evil witch sacrifices herself that whole turn for her is ridiculous too again shit just happens mulan walks in is just like what are you doing here i'm gonna kill you and the witch is just like, nah, you shouldn't kill me. We should rule this. And then Mulan's like, yeah, you're right. Like, obviously trying to trick her. And it's, like, the most obvious. Like, it's so on the nose obvious. She's like, yeah, that's actually why I'm here. Not because of the thing I just said, the how I'm going to defeat you. But actually because I agree with you. And it's like, you and me, girl, we should work together. It's like, they'll accept you because they accept me now. And you haven't committed, I don't know, like, genocide across my nation. Like, but they'll definitely accept you, um, Hawk Lady. And uh, and then Hawk Lady's just like, word, dude, suck. And then she's just like on her side because girl power. And when she, when that fucking Falcon gets hit by the arrow, because <laughs> I guess all spoilers, but when she gets hit and she starts falling and Mulan's running and catches the Falcon and then when the camera moves down into the lady... <laughs> I laughed so hard. It was so it was so stupid. It was so dumb. I uh that's the thing, like like the girl power thing. If that was a theme introduced earlier in the film, I think it would have been more effective, but like it just happened way too late. Like it, there's there's no um like organic way that they, they did it. It was just kind of like because I was just like, yeah. The girl power thing, I'm here for it. But the way you're doing it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. And uh and that's kind of and that that'll go into that goes in the last thing I just want to talk about. We'll do our grades, I think, unless you have more. But like I think the the big selling point of the movie, or like the the thing that um I think a lot of people would want, like younger girls. This movie, I think they were what a lot of people were hoping for is that this would be kind of like you know, a strong, like powerful woman, like, you know, kind of like feminist movie 
or at least that's kind of how I felt like, oh, they're going to make her like a badass in it. And that's where like the girl power stuff, you know, comes into play and why they want to do it. And that's why I said, I like, I'm, I'm cool with that. I just wish he did it in a way that actually made any type of sense. But, uh, something that I, I didn't like because I feel like the theme of the movie is kind of just like girls can do what men can do. Girls can be better at a lot of things than men or anything, you know, like, and this character should have just been, yeah, she's a fucking badass. And what it actually ends up being is the reason that she can hang with the guys is because she's magic. Yep. And I don't know if that was meant to be like, I don't know if it was meant to come across that way, but it felt that way where basically like she can't, do the things that the men can do in training for a lot of the movie until she releases her power. Which is insane. Why did she have to have a power? It's they use chi like it's the force in this, where it's just like they literally have dialogue in the movie. It's like over the narration where it's mm-hmm. just like it's identical to like some the way they talk about the force and I don't remember which one it might've been Phantom Menace, but it's like, you know, everybody is in tune with it to some degree, but some people are like really, especially channel it on it. And they're like the fiercest warriors. And it's literally talking about the Jedi. It's, you know, the force is everywhere in the universe and everybody, it connects everybody. And some people are like force sensitive but and other people are are so in tune with it that they're able to master it and use it for their you know to help help them as warriors and it's it's the fucking force they turned chi into the force i just don't think they should have had the chi thing in it at all <laughs> no why did you add that why did you make that a thing she should have went in being a terrible warrior just like in the original movie and then through her training and through her perseverance and strength and bravery, which is her real superpower in the original movie, she bests all of the men because she is the one who wants it the most and she is dedicated to what she wants to do. And they show her build her strength through the training, not because she has magic powers now. Based on yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, because again, like, I'm here for a feminist movie if if that's what they want to do. I and it's not a movie for me, like they're not making it for me, you know. But uh in my head I was thinking just like the decisions they're making are really weird. Like I I wonder if if like younger girls feel that way or not. Cuz yeah, like there's this scene where um she's fighting the one um the one guy and he's basically just like kicking her ass, but then mm-hmm. she unleashes her chi, and then she bests him, and it doesn't have anything to do with like her. It's that she is supernatural, so it's kind of almost like, like, you can't be yourself unless you're <laughs> super powered. And then like the right. same thing with like the the water that they're cl- you know climbing up the cliff. It isn't until she like un you know, it releases her chi and she starts like kind of embraces that. Maybe the whole meaning is like embrace yourself and stuff like that. I just don't think that they needed to make her superhuman to do that. But, uh, yeah. but it's not until 
So like she doesn't make it up the 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 hill until she does that. Right. And thought it was uh I just thought it was a really strange strange things to add. That was early on in the movie, I was like, that's strange. Then the Hawk Lady comes and I'm like, that's strange. And then the Phoenix comes and I was like, that's strange. Because all the things that you said you were doing that you were taking out were because you wanted to get rid of all that mystical mumbo jumbo. But you added yeah. all this shit in here for, for no fucking reason. <laughs> right. They just replaced it with their dumb shit mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it seem, seems pointless. Like you could have just given the people what they wanted, which is the right thing. So like sometimes it's not fan service. Sometimes it is just the right thing to do. Like mm-hmm. just you're you're remaking a movie from an animated movie. Like no one's going to be upset that you have a talking dragon in it because it was in the original. It's like no one's going to look at that and be like, "Well, that's dumb as fuck that they did that." Especially when you're just going to add some awful looking phoenix. And the moments that that phoenix arrives, yeah, it looks horrible and it's so cheesy. Like at the end when it pops up behind her and it's like she's got wings. Oh, now yeah. all of a sudden this bird is like twenty feet long. <laughs> like the the size of this bird changes based on like the scene not even just like depth perception and stuff like that like or uh, <laughs> this movie's fucking stupid <laughs> I blame the director heavily yeah yeah that that's kind of who I would I would uh I would think deserves the most blame yeah, when there's um, this many issues with it, like that's that's the director. Like that when the editing is bad, the writing is bad, these like the major acting. choices, like the acting, yeah, you you have hollow characters, like you can't capture like these these pivotal moments. There are no pivotal moments, like it's fucking stupid. Like the, the it's, it's very loosely tied together. It's just shit's just happening on screen and moving on to the next scene, moving on to the next scene. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's so choppy and it's, it's definitely not $30 good. It's honestly, if if the rental was $15, I'd be pissed. Yeah. It's honestly like, okay. I know they got to make their money back. I know they got to try and make the money. They, I think they could have released in the theater. J. Judging on when they put this out, they couldn't have waited a month and put it out. Like, yeah, Tenet's out. Tenet costs more than this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I mean, and I I get the thing where it's like, oh well, you know, four people might be watching the movie at once, so we have to charge thirty. But it just it just seems like a lot, especially in like our case where you're watching it by yourself. Like I'm yeah. paying after my subscription and everything like forty bucks to watch this thing. And it's like a very sub subpar product, <laughs> like so. You know, I overall, you know, the animated one, same thing theme as all the other ones. The animated is far superior for me. The only really redeeming qualities was that they tried something new. I don't think they did a good job. I like the production design. I think the com like the costumes and the, the buildings and all that look great. The action scene at the end, there's some cool stuff in it. But other than that, it's just a hollow, soulless thing. You know, <laughs> yeah, know what it is. Yeah, so. it's uh, it's not great. But I think you got something that I'd like to have. 
What is that, sir? You have tomatoes, and I mm. word on the street is <laughs> you have tomatoes. You know your boy got them tomatoes. <laughs> Ooh, let me see them plump tomatoes. <laughs> tomato, tomato, tomato. The critics, they're bringing this in at a 75%. So a C. Wow. Wow, really? Yeah. Tomato, the audience, they're bringing this in at a 51%. So an F. So an F. Yeah, that's a C to an F. Audience is not digging it. No. Um. Well, guess what? This is kind of a rarity, I think. I think for the most part, when movies, uh, you know, are split like this, and the critics are are decent on it, and the audience is an F, it's usually I side with the critics because I'm just like, you know, regular people just didn't understand it, like the lighthouse or something like that. But in this case, I'm going to motto because I gave this movie a fucking F. Oh, you gave it an F. Yeah, I really didn't like it. I didn't find anything redeeming, like. The costumes were were good and stuff like that. But then they do things with the costumes where I'm just like, well, that looks awful. That looks <laughs> like dog shit. Like the witch lady like uses people like a yo-yo because she's got really long sleeves. <laughs> oh yeah, that looks that looks weird. <laughs> yeah. Like there's so even even in something that is a positive, they'll make a negative out of it. Like they just fucked up on every turn. Well, I went to motto as well, mm-hmm. but I gave this movie, and like I said, the taking a chance thing is playing into this because I'm giving this a extremely unenthusiastic uh, D plus. Wow. Yeah. So you loved it. <laughs> <laughs> extremely unenthusiastic D plus. <laughs> yeah, it means you raving. You loved it. I think my actual grade. I wouldn't fail it. I think my actual grade is more like a D minus or a D. I'm I'm giving it some some brownie points for trying to do something different. Um, I'm not because like the different thing that it did sucked. I think this I, is my least favorite of all of the Disney remakes. Oh man. Well, here's the thing. Like we just I said kind of the same thing about New Mutants. Like. You tried to do a horror movie. We hadn't seen that yet. In this case, it's like you you tried to do like a PG-13 Disney war movie. We hadn't seen that yet before either. Um, do I like the product? No, but I appreciate when someone's going to try and step outside the box. So, yeah, that's where it gets at. Well, I'm going based on the movie that they gave me, and the movie that they gave me was Poop. And <laughs> even if you did try to think outside the box, then fucking land it and if you wanted to make something a little bit more mature obviously they did because they went for pg-13 but if you want to make something more mature so you take out these magical elements don't add completely different magical elements that make less sense if you're going to have those things if you want to have a magic thing in it guess what it's already built in for you they made it easy it's a slam dunk you could have taken those characters you could have taken the idea behind it because it's not she that helps her it's her ancestors it's spirits of her ancestors like you could you could have had it be that don't make it so that she's magic make it so that she just trains harder and better than everybody else and maybe she has like some innate ability because of who her father was like maybe she has like a little bit of a leg up especially compared to the other the other women from her village or just around china apparently but 
Yeah, I mean, that's like a whole other thing where it's just like if you want to be like empowering for women, you're basically only saying there's only two strong women in all of China. It's Mulan and this witch who they refer to as a witch repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And then when Mulan shows her strength and shows that she's a woman, the the opposing army runs away because they think she's a witch because she can channel her chi and all that. I feel like this movie does not hit its own mark and they tried to set a new mark and it's like for you to drop the, you dropped the ball on honoring the original film. And then you did that because you were trying to add these new elements and do something outside the box and different. And then you fucked up on that too. Like at least if you're going to try and change it and do something original and do something different, at least land that. Like if you can't, if you can't do justice to the original and you're adding new elements, at least do those new things well because that's the thing that you should have more care for because it's your own, you know? Like how do you fuck up your own thing that you're adding? I didn't like this at all. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said at the top, it's, it's tough tough to get through. <laughs> yeah. It really is. I gave my feelings away before we even started like recording because I sent you a video of me laughing at that towel whip fight no, scene. It is funny. Oh, it's hilarious. He rips like the tapestry down, and the CGI and that looks bonkers. And this thing's like thirty feet long, and then he just tears it in half in one thing. He's just like, Shh. <laughs> and then whips both yeah. of them with that. And Dude, he, that's like, what I mean. a guy. It looks like the CGI is made in like these straight to Netflix kung fu movies that are clearly shot in Canada or whatever. Like, <laughs> it, it's so bad. And I'm like, you're Disney. You could have done better. You also had extra time to work on the movie. And all of that stuff is post production, anyways. Like, what is your problem? How did you not fix this? How did you not look at what you had? And do something different. Do something better. You had more time to edit. You could re-edit. You don't even have to reshoot. Just like, this is trash. I fucking hated this. I think I think I can say confidently this is my least favorite Disney remake. I enjoyed this less than Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Aladdin. Aladdin, I think I gave a D or a D minus. Uh, this is the first one I failed. I don't know what I gave Aladdin. Aladdin was very forgettable. <laughs> Yeah, I think we both were in the D range for Aladdin. Yeah. Like, you might have given that a D plus as well, and I think I was a little bit lower, like D or D minus. You know what just annoys me about, like, Aladdin and stuff like that? They Yeah, sure, they added, like, a few th- things to the movie, but they were trying to go buy the source material on that, right. you know? And they went from the source material and made it suck. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that's harder to do than this. Like, they tried to do something different and it was a misstep, but like, I don't, I don't know. I keep flipping bot like back and forth with that. It, it really pisses me off when I see them do exactly what something that is considered a classic, something that is like one of the greatest of all time. And then somehow make it suck. Like you, it can't suck because it's that good, but you somehow did that. <laughs> so like, yeah, don't know how you did it, but Yeah. I don't. I like the I like the Lion King better than this. Um, maybe I liked Aladdin better than this. I don't know if I like Dumbo better than this. I like Dumbo better than this. 
I didn't Michael see the Keaton. lady in the trap. Tra- Michael movie, Keaton just psychotically pushing buttons is, is better than this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the first Maleficent's better than this. Jungle Book's obviously better. Yeah, I think Jungle Book's um, the best out of all of them. Yeah. I didn't see, like I said, I didn't see Lady and the Tramp. I didn't even say this, too. You, you oh, know I this saw that. Re- it's not good. Oh, really? I was going to say, um, I am almost certain that it is confirmed at this point. Maybe it's not 100% confirmed, but I know that it's in the works, and they're like talking about money and logistics and all that. I think this movie is uh, scarily close to getting greenlit for a sequel. Uh, well, I hate that idea. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Disney will do it though. Money, 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 money. Yeah. I mean, we have Cruella that's supposed to come out next. These are the ones that are confirmed Cruella, The Little Mermaid, Peter Pan. They're doing a Jungle Book sequel, um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Pinocchio, an Aladdin sequel, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Bambi, Hercules, Sword in the Stone, Robin Hood. Um, an Aladdin spinoff is confirmed, and then Lilo and Stitch is confirmed. Those are all upcoming remakes. Disney, go back to making animated movies. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, fun fun times. You know, a, f- a few of those names that you dropped, I would have said, like, I would be excited to see. Like, I think Hunk- Hunchback of Notre Dame would be a cool one. But knowing Disney now, I feel like they would be like, well, we're not going to have like talking gargoyles because that's ridiculous. So instead, we're adding a ghost. (laughs) I'm curious about Lilo and Stitch. I really like the original Lilo and Stitch. They're going to make Lilo like a a dog instead. It's like, well, it can't be aliens. So it's going to be a talking dog. Yeah, a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, he is a dog. Like he's an alien, but they make him look like a dog. Yeah. And Bambi. How are they going to do that? They should do the Bambi with the rock. The more ba- where Bambi hunts down the hunter that killed his mom. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like I know that was on I think SNL, but that's the version they should do. Yeah. I'd sick. watch that movie. <laughs> Cuz we have a movie podcast, I'd have to. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, you know what? We haven't had, like, a real stinker in a while. Like, New Mutants was a bummer, but I don't think it was a total waste. I know we both failed that one. We both failed New Mutants. I think that was more, um, like, New Mutants was the best F I've ever given because I was so happy to be back in a movie theater. Yeah. But it's funny just because last week is an A, and then this week is an F, for you at least. But, yeah, it was, like, last week is a movie we were so jacked up about, and this week is... It's a rough, it's a rough moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had an interesting day because I watched this movie and then I watched the movie that we're going to talk about next week, but, Ooh. but we're not there yet because obviously it's not next week. It's this week because that's how time works, except for Christopher Nolan, in which case I'm pretty sure he's simultaneously moving between like six different timelines in his mind. Mm-hmm. I think we should we should really keep an eye on him. I feel like he's going to get uh, institutionalized at a fairly early age. He might have, like, early-onset dementia. Possible. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Yeah, so keep an eye out on Christopher Nolan. Make sure he's okay. Keep checking in on him. 
Somebody, somebody uh, ask Michael Kain to uh, to keep a tabs on Nolan. Okay. <laughs> Call him up. Be like, excuse me, is this Michael Kain? Michael Kain. Go. Yes, this is Michael Kain. <laughs> yeah, let's bring it back. Love it. Love this, the bit. The stupid bit. You know what? If you guys if you guys hate the bits, if you love the bits, uh, first of all, we don't care. But you, you know, you can talk to us still. I guess you can tell us if you hate it, or you can tell us if you love it. And uh, you can do that by following us on social media at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. And uh, now I guess we'll start telling people you can follow us on our personal accounts: Sky Two Dudes and Colin Two Dudes. And uh, you can go to Two Dudes Movie Reviews dot com. Check out the new Quantum Fucker shirt. And uh, all the other shirts that are up there, too, for the Swampies. A couple different Swampy designs for you guys. There's some for uh, various logos. There's ones with our cartoon faces on it, if you really want to be a creep about it. And uh, you can get a pillow with the quantum fucker on it, which I think is, like, the perfect setting to have a quantum fucker in, is in your bedroom. Because <laughs> he has traveled the cosmos to fuck. <laughs> That wasn't even the joke, too. Like we were, I know. Just, that's why I think it's even funnier. It's now, <laughs> it was it was a joke that was entirely non-sexual, but now all this man is about is just slaying. Yeah, just <laughs> slaying poon across the galaxy. So it's like, oh jeez, <laughs> he's wearing like a helmet. <laughs> yeah, with like mutton chops. It was nice, <laughs> nice touch. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. so you could you can find all of that, and who knows? Maybe you can get some merch for free by giving us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Five star written review gets you entered in to win some free swag from us. We will pick our next winner at a hundred. We've been seeing them come in pretty steadily, so thank you guys if you've written a review. Um, I also, uh, I, t- I think I told you off, Mike. Uh, I actually did add on my Tinder bio, uh, all the way at the bottom. I make it so you got to scroll all the way down and it says, uh, if you're not going to swipe right or message me back, if we match, the least you can do is give my podcast a five-star review. And then I put two dudes movie reviews at the bottom. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) So even if I don't get a date, maybe we'll get some five-star reviews. I don't know. That's all you need, really. (laughs) It's more important to me than anything else right now is uh, (laughs) making sure I get to see new movies and making sure we get five-star reviews. Uh, Everything else comes second. So remember that, ladies. (laughs) a great way to sell yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's how the boys prioritizing. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm still glad that we got to get together and talk about this. Me too. Let's talk about a better movie next time. Deal. Deal. Okay, good. So, stay stay tuned for that when we talk about a better movie, you fucking stupid swampies. <laughs> if you even deserve it, we should only do shit movies for our shit listeners. Oh, no. We love our swampies. <laughs> I know. Just after I asked him to give us a five-star review, I'm like, you stupid pieces of shit. <laughs> no, we do love the swampies. That's why we got a couple swampy designs. That's why we got... That's why we we're still doing this. We're doing it for the swampies. It used to be for us. Now it's for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, that's 100% true. That actually is true. That's when we've been all episode. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But that's what you get from the boys. You get... 
you get jokes as golden as Michael Caine and the quantum fucker. And then you get some, some heartfelt love from the dudes from the dudes word. So yeah, come back, come back next time. And until then, suck it swampies.